Hey guys, I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to be here with you as we get it going following a horrible, absolutely horrible week one. And, you know, when I look back on what happened here in week one for the Big 12, my oh my, you got to start with the fact that the Big 12 fan can no longer mock the Sun Belt, okay? You just can't. You can't do it. I mean, it is crazy. When you think about the fact that the Sun Belt plays the SEC, oftentimes it seems like uh, on a you know yearly basis that game before they play their rivalry week, and now we have a situation where the Big Twelve loses three games to the Sun Belt, and the Big Twelve now looks like a total horse's ass. So first off, we're brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Uh, that of course is our partner throughout the entire college football season. You go there, use the promo code Big Twelve. That's Big One Two. You get a 100% sign-up bonus on your first deposit. They're a really important partner for us uh, throughout the college football season. So mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12. And of course, if you're getting us on the podcast right now, leave us a rating, a review. We'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. All you got to do is send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So Let's get into what exactly happened here uh, for the Big 12 and start with the disaster that kicked things off yesterday, and that was Iowa State's awful 31-14 loss to Louisiana Lafayette. So uh, this game was horrible from the get-go, and it's gotten to the point now where I understand getting off to slow starts in September, but it's time for as good as Matt Campbell has been. And I understand the expectations are as such where yesterday should not come close to happening. He deserves credit for it. But as much credit as we give Matt Campbell, you have to also be fair and say, this guy gets off to terrible starts. The month of September is always horrible for Matt Campbell. And for a team that wants to compete for Big 12 titles now, which kudos to them, they can they can actually have that conversation. Um, you've got to win. In, like The month of September is not the preseason. All right, it still counts. And Matt Campbell has been awful that first month. So I know we like to talk about October and Iowa State and big upsets, Oklahoma and Brocktober for Brock Purdy. But guys, the month of September is still part of the season. And apparently in Ames, they don't really understand that. And it's it's fair to be critical of that after yesterday's disaster against Louisiana Lafayette, 31-14. to Charlie Kohler was not there yesterday, their star tight end. But that does not explain the drop passes uh, by the rest of the players at wide receiver and tight end. Brock Purdy finishing 16 of 35, zero touchdowns, one interception. I mean, this is a guy that could have been a dark horse Heisman contender. And the guy, you know, yes, there were drop balls, but he was far from spectacular anyway. And let's be honest about Brock Purdy. If you're going to be a first-round NFL draft pick, if you can't drag a team, yes, missing a star tight end, but missing one star tight end, if you can't drag a Big 12 team across the finish line against a Sun Belt opponent and you lose by 17 points, you can't throw a single touchdown, that's an embarrassment for Brock Purdy. I mean, it's an embarrassment for the entire offense, Tom Manning on down. Brees Hall had a nice game, the running back, 20 carries, 100 yards, and a score. But think about this for the Raging Cajuns. This was the first top 25 road win in program history. They were previously 0 for 26. 0 for 26 against 
uh, top 25 opponents. The only other top 25 win they had came at home against Texas A&M back in 1996. And any time you're in the same conversation as Texas A&M, that is uh, not a good place to be at all. At all. Uh, and you think about the slow starts last year, Northern Iowa. I mean, this is on Matt Campbell. And he's got to take full responsibility for this loss. And I think that he will. But still, that was a terrible, terrible defeat for Iowa State. Then you had also Kansas State, losing 35-31 to Arkansas State. A game that the Wildcats led by 14 points in the first half. They end up blowing it to, once again, Sunbelt team. Uh, I'll start with something optimistic here for Kansas State. I think they've got their stud running back in Deuce Vaughn, who a lot of people are comparing to Darren Sproles because he's like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, and solid, quick, everything else. Uh, that's great. That's awesome. And, and I read a lot about Deuce Vaughn the last day or so. His dad's a scout for the Dallas Cowboys. Great story. Great job by Chris Kleiman recruiting him. He only had, I think, three other Big 12 offers. Or actually, didn't have any other Big 12 offers. Um he was interested. He got interest from KU, TCU, and I believe it was Baylor, and none of them offered him. How about that? Now, I know it's one game, but still, Deuce Vaughn is and was very impressive yesterday at running back for Kansas State. The offensive line was hit or miss. The offensive line was was hit or miss very much, but Skylar Thompson, um, Skylar Thompson was was not good. He missed a lot of deep throws and, and, and throws that normally I think last year he would have made. Skylar Thompson was not good. And maybe it's working behind a new offensive line and everything else. But for a veteran senior quarterback to play like he did yesterday, uh, that was not a good scene for Skylar Thompson. So I was very underwhelmed. I know he got pulled out of the game for a, a, a drive. I don't know if that was fair, but I'll tell you right now, Skylar Thompson's got to be better. He has got to improve uh, if he is going to find himself in a situation where this Kansas State team is you know, competing with the top teams in the Big 12, which they did do, to their credit, they did do effectively last season. But based on the team I saw yesterday, lose to Arkansas State after being up two touchdowns, couldn't make a stop late in the game. I, that was, I mean, that's an embarrassment. And I know that both these teams, Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette, you know, they're not rollover FCS teams, right? They're solid Sunbelt programs. But still, you're, you're a Power 5 program, you're a Big 12 team, and uh, you embarrassed yourself. Both Kansas State and Iowa State did. Iowa State more so. But that's also why I did pick Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette to cover both of these games. I didn't think they'd win them outright, but I picked them both to cover these games because I thought the way this offseason went was disastrous um, you know, for, for Power 5 teams. So to go into a game like this, knowing your opponents have nothing to lose, you've got no home field advantage because the stadium's mostly empty, depending on, you know, Iowa State was very empty, Kansas State was mostly empty. Uh, it sets up for a situation like what we saw yesterday, but I didn't think they'd lose them outright. And they did. And it's just horrible for the Big 12 that that is how the season uh, kicked off. So leave your comments, by the way, and uh, we'll get to them. Tyler on the K-State game, the line and the defense was horrible. Absolutely, Tyler. You are spot on, man. We're on Facebook Live, so be sure to check us out there. The the uh, The offensive line, yeah, and the defense were both terrible. Uh, they got to get better, no doubt about it. They've got to get better. 
It was a horrible start to the season for the Big 12 yesterday, and horrible day, actually. Uh, next game, West Virginia easily over Eastern Kentucky, 56-10. Now, Eastern Kentucky lost to Marshall last week, 59-0, so we can't go crazy about this game. But let's find some optimism here for the Big 12 after the way those other two games went. Uh, Jared Dagey, I almost said Seth Dagey, Texas Tech quarterback. Jared Dagey was solid, three touchdown passes, right call there for Neil Brown picking him to be the starting quarterback over Austin Kendall. How about this, though, too? You wanted to see the running game get going, right? And Letty Brown and Alex Sinkfield each had over 100 rushing yards, two touchdowns, first time uh, that West Virginia had two rushers over 100 since 2017. Last year, there was not a single time a West Virginia running back rushed for over 100 yards. They were the third worst rushing offense in the FBS last year. So I know it's bad competition. But still, when you're West Virginia, if you're a Mountaineers fan and you were looking for some type of optimism coming out of that game yesterday, uh, you, you got some of it. You got some of it. And you know what? Any Big 12 team with the way yesterday went would have taken, just ask Iowa State or, uh, or Kansas State or Kansas what they would take yesterday. They would take this performance by West Virginia, that's for sure. Now, it didn't get off to a great start because 11 players were suspended early in the day. 10 on offense, including wide receiver offensive line starters. Don't know what that's all about yet. It was not COVID-related. But um, even a great win like West Virginia over Eastern Kentucky couldn't go on perfectly because there had to be some problem for those 11 a.m. kickoff games in the Big 12. That's just uh, the kind of day that it was. So there's not a lot to say about the Mountaineers' win over Eastern Kentucky. But undoubtedly, you take it. We're recapping week one of the Big 12 football season. I'm Pete Mundo. We are on Facebook Live right now. We'll be up on the podcast later today. Uh, we're brought to you by mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. So be sure to check us out on the podcast as well. Uh, then we had a gap in the schedule. There were no games in the afternoon. The next games kicked off at night. The Sooners roll Missouri State 48-zip. Boy, Spencer Rattler. I know he only played a couple of quarters, but I tweeted out a, fo- uh, a video, actually. Go to um, our Twitter account. It's at Heartland underscore CS. The dimes that Spencer Rattler was throwing yesterday for a redshirt freshman, I mean, just unbelievable stuff. Quick release, great pocket presence for a freshman. I thought this might be a year with a redshirt freshman where things don't look great to start, and I'm sure there will be freshman moments, okay? It was Missouri State, after all, but... You know, that was just some incredible throws yesterday. Uh, So he threw for almost 300 yards, four touchdowns. They were up 31-0 at the end of the first quarter. The game was over by then. Uh, Charleston Rambo, four catches, 80 yards, and two scores to light things up. So you like what you're seeing there to start things off. Once again, not great competition. Not great competition. So you can't overstate it. But with that being said... Oklahoma did what it was supposed to do, which you can't say about some of the Big 12 teams yesterday, so give them credit for that. Uh, Alex Grinch's defense held the Bears without a first down for 25 minutes to start this game. And, uh, you know, what's interesting, I think the most interesting part of this game for OU is the fact that uh, apparently it almost didn't happen because of OU COVID cases. That was, there were some rumors going around beforehand that that was possibly uh, part of the conversation that was actually in our message boards, which I recommend if you are not uh, on our heartlandcollegesports.com message boards, they're free. 
We're giving away, you know, $25 gift cards on there, by the way. So go sign up. Go to heartlandcollegesports.com. Click on the message boards and just sign up. Once again, it's free. We want to just kind of keep the Big 12 community going on there. Um, But it almost didn't happen because of COVID. So OU having the start to the season that you want. And, um, you know, there you go. That's, that's, That's what happened for the Sooners. And same thing for the Texas Longhorns. Now, I thought that Texas would come out and do this uh, because anytime you've got two new coordinators in their first game, Chris Ash on defense, of course, Mike Yurcich on offense uh, for the Longhorns, you want to have like just that that moment in the opening game where you just light things up, right? And both sides of the ball look pretty motivated. Uh, Sam Ellinger, five touchdowns in the first half, 78-yard bomb to Joshua Moore kind of was the highlight um, of that action for him. 700 yards of offense for the Longhorns against UTEP in that 59-3 win. Uh, no sacks and 47 pass attempts. I think that's an important little tidbit. And the tempo. The tempo was even more upbeat than in recent years. So that's something to keep an eye on here going forward. Kay Brewer, Tariq Black, Sam Ellinger's got weapons. All right, Sam Ellinger's got weapons, uh, a plethora of them, and it's going to be fun to watch him and this offense uh, move on going forward. So that's, that's definitely something to keep an eye on there for the Texas Longhorns in this game after they beat up UTEP. So OU and Texas doing what they were supposed to do. Give them credit for it because the rest of the Big 12, unfortunately, uh, for the most part, did not. There's just more to say about the teams that performed horribly yesterday. So I'm not trying to rush through OU, Texas, West Virginia, but you know what? Week one, FCS, that's what you're supposed to do, okay? Let's get to Texas Tech. Now, yes, there were three Big 12 losses to uh, Sunbelt teams, but Texas Tech's win yesterday against Houston Baptist, FCS opponent, might have been the worst performance of any Big 12 team yesterday. And that's saying something, okay? Tech needed to stop a two-point conversion against Houston Baptist late in the fourth quarter to hang on for a win. They were leading an FCS team 21-3. over an FCS team, and it comes down to a two-point conversion late in the fourth quarter. And that is an embarrassment top to bottom. And don't look at the stats for Alan Bowman. Uh, don't look at the 400-plus passing yards. Don't look at any of that. I, that's meaningless. This team, and this is both sides of the ball, this is the coaching staff, Matt Wells, top to bottom. This team was up 18 points on an FCS opponent and almost lost. That is inexcusable. And this is not exactly, you know, North Dakota State, okay? This is is just a regular run-of-the-mill FCS team. They gave up 567 yards to their quarterback, Bailey Zappi. And if he didn't throw high and outside on that two-point conversion pass, who the hell knows what happens? The Big 12 could have had three losses or four losses yesterday with three to the Sun Belt, one to an FCS opponent. This could have been even more embarrassing for the Big 12 yesterday. But 13 penalties for Texas Tech giving up over 600 yards of offense to an FCS team? I mean, I get being rusty, but 13 penalties against an FCS opponent is inexcusable. On uh, Facebook Live, Tim writes, remember when Texas Tech fired Cliff Kingsbury, LOL? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I I was a, a proponent of not firing Cliff Kingsbury. I would not have fired him. I wouldn't, and I, I'm on the record saying that, you know, a couple of years ago now. 
But don't they look like a horse's ass firing Kingsbury? I mean, the guy's coaching in the NFL. He's got Kyler Murray. He's got uh, who they get at wide receiver. I'm not as big of an NFL guy. Oh, they got him from the Texans, right? Uh, but anyway, you know, you guys that are NFL fans know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, <laughs> might be coaching in the NFL playoffs this fall, this winter, and Texas Tech is looking at a, you know, I don't know, three and seven season. Uh, just embarrassing. Total embarrassment. That may have been the worst performance of the day for Texas Tech. Uh, just, just a horrible, horrible day for the, uh, for the Red Raiders. And boy, uh, I'll find you a bright spot for the Red Raiders. Sheradrick Thompson, their running back, um, who is a very underrated player, very underrated player. Two touchdowns, 118 yards. Uh, that guy is arguably the most underrated um, running back in the Big 12. DeAndre Hopkins, yes, yes, that's who's out there with uh, Cliff Kingsbury now. But Sir Roderick Thompson is one of those guys that should not be overlooked. I mean, he is he's a solid, solid back uh, for Texas Tech. So there's, there's your one bright spot for the Red Raiders. Then you've got uh, the final game of the night, Kansas against Coastal Carolina. Now, I also thought Coastal would cover this game. I put all the Big 12 picks up. Uh, I put them up on the website, heartlandcollegesports.com. And then I also end up um, putting them on our podcast, which if you are catching this on Facebook Live or anywhere else, be sure to go check out our podcast on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe it to it there. But I thought Coastal would cover the, I think it was a seven-point spread. I didn't think KU would be down 28 to nothing in this game. 28 to nothing. Here's how Kansas started this game. Interception, fumble, punt, missed field goal, interception. That is Kansas, a Power 5 team against a Sunbelt team. And this game was such a joke for the Jayhawks. Their starting quarterback, Thomas McVitie, his name was spelt wrong on the back of his jersey. I mean, doesn't that tell it all for the Kansas Jayhawks? That that really is a great way uh, to, to summarize how bad things were, just how horrible things were for the Kansas Jayhawks in this game. I mean, just pathetically terrible. Miles Kendrick needs to be the starting quarterback. Thomas McVitie, sorry, pal, you're done. You couldn't win the job last year against Carter Stanley, who was mediocre at best. Miles Kendrick, dual threat at least. He can roll out. He can give you some, some wheels. He was okay, 15-24, 156 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. McVitie was 5-9 for 20 yards and an interception. And, yes, Kansas did get hosed, um, did get hosed on a bad onside kick call. They did get hosed on that. But, I, boy, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't come down to that. You're, you're, you're playing Coastal Carolina at home, a team you got embarrassed by last season in that 12-7 game, and you're down 28 nothing. And yet they couldn't figure out how to use Puka Williams. Um, this is on Facebook Live. Les Miles, quote, I'll have, I have Puka Williams. I'll wait till I'm down 21 nothing to use him. That's exactly right. I mean, that's exactly right. It was embarrassing. And I, I'm a big Brent Deerman guy. He's KU's offensive coordinator who took over the job middle of last year. Had a great game plan against Boston College. You know, led them to that victory over Texas Tech. The offense showed some life last season. But I don't know what happened to Brent Deerman last night. But boy, that was a, just a terrible, terrible um, showing. Uh, Tyler on Facebook Live, if KU goes 0-10 and, and doesn't compete at all in any conference games, is Les Miles gone? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
No way. I mean, first off, you got the fact that COVID has decimated these athletic departments. Uh, so there's no way that that is going to happen. Just no way, no how. I, I don't see it. He's, you know, he's making a ton of money. And don't forget, too, that would be a massive admission of failure by athletic director Jeff Long, who, you know, he's buddies with Les Miles. They go back to their time at Michigan together. He's not going to fire him after two years because that would admit that he made a colossal f- a mistake. And honestly, the only reason Jeff Long is there is to try to turn around the football program. That's why Jeff Long has a job. All right. There's nothing that needs to be done on the basketball side. He's there to get this football program lined up, straightened out. He put all his chips into the less miles basket. So between that and the COVID uh, affecting these athletic departments, there's no way Les Miles is going to get fired. He could go 0 for 10, 0 and 10 this year and just have a disaster of a season. But I don't see any way that it happens. I, I, I don't. I could be wrong, but I would be shocked no matter what if, uh, if that happens. But I think KU is going 0 and 10. I mean, they were the defense was horrible, absolutely horrible last night. I mean, just an embarrassment uh, watching this KU team. I mean, they, they lost a couple of talented players last year. Don't get me wrong. But, boy, it is just a mess. And, yeah, can you get Puka Williams in the game plan early, please? Is that that difficult? Jeez. So, I mean, just a terrible, terrible start for the Big 12. Really frustrating. I had a couple of OU fans say to me on Twitter, uh, well, OU's, I can't wait till OU leaves this terrible conference. Really? You want to go to the Big 10 or the SEC where you got to share uh, the top of the food chain with Alabama or Ohio State? OU's got it great right now. They dominate this conference. They they get credit. They go to a college football playoff. They just got to get over the college football playoff hump. The Big 12 is not holding OU back from winning a national championship. So any OU fan who thinks that is foolish, is completely foolish. OU should be very pleased with how things are going. They run the conference with Texas, and uh, that's that, and they can still get to the college football playoff. That's all you care about, all right? So any OU fan trying to leave the conference is, uh, is, is wrong. They are just flat-out wrong. But it was not a good day for the Big 12 at all. Uh, also on the news, uh, Baylor getting Houston next week. That came down late yesterday. They will add Houston to the schedule. And um, that's great. I mean, you know, Baylor had its game this past weekend canceled due to COVID against Louisiana Tech. So they got Houston next week. The fighting Dana Holgersons are going to come into town. So, uh, hey, more football, better off the conference is. And maybe the conference can actually beat a group of five team. That would be nice. That would be really nice uh, next week. So that would that would be great. And I'm glad that Baylor is doing that, getting a, getting a 10th game on the schedule after their game was canceled this past week. So there's your rundown of the games from uh, yesterday in the Big 12. We'll do this every Sunday here on Facebook Live. It also will go up on the podcast as well. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Be sure to go check it out. And don't forget... Um, MyBookie.ag, promo code BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. That means you put in 100 bucks, you get 100 on top of it, bet on the Big 12, use our picks, bet on the NFL today, whatever you want to do, MyBookie.ag is definitely the place to go. And if you're on the podcast, leave us a rating, review, subscribe. It helps us out tremendously. And we will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks for all you guys do. Hopefully week two will be better. There's only a couple of games. It's Baylor, Oklahoma State. And then we've got uh, conference play starting in two weeks. So buckle up. 
Appreciate it. Read the website. Check it out. We'll have a ton of content coming your way here in the next couple of days, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and enjoy, enjoy the NFL as well. All right? Take care, guys.